conversation. I'm your host, Kara Goodwin. And guess who's with me? me. I've got Michael Massey. Woohoo! Woo! Michael's in the house. Yay. Well, it feels, yeah, you're not in the house. We're Zooming. No. We're back We're to Zoom. Zoom. It's like this is very nostalgic. I know. And I know. We're having to try it out and make sure it still works. That's right. And yeah. we're going back to our roots, Michael. That's right. We've done many, many in-person ones, uh-huh. and uh, we couldn't get together today in in person. So, and we have not done a podcast in years. It feels. Yeah. yeah. We That's were. Like, we've been on a roll where we're just like. like those be like karmic years, you know. I don't know. Centuries. Uh, centuries. Yes. Yes. So, um, yeah, it's been a long time since we have recorded anything. And so I'm so happy to be able to do a podcast with you, just like old times. Okay. Me too. I, I think people probably think we, or we've had a terrible argument. And we, we haven't been speaking to each other, and that's the only explanation. Yeah, because um, yeah, because I'm really actually pretty, you know, uh, kind of a bitter, begrudging, passive aggressive. Like yeah. yeah, you've just yeah. been giving me the cold shoulder. I know. <laughs> but in reality, we have finished a course that we were running. We were running a seven weeks dream course. Yep. And, and it took time. It did. And it took attention. It was, really, it was a focus for, yeah, the last couple of months really. Yeah. And, uh, so, uh, that has wrapped up and now, um, we're moving on to our next endeavor, which would be our upcoming retreat in yeah. September. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, we're taking the opportunity to go back old school and go, hey, where did this all start? It started with the podcast. That's right. So let's do some podcasting. Are you ready to podcast? Let's podcast. Okay. All right. All right. So today we're going to talk about the Trinity, love, yeah. power, wisdom. Yeah, I thought so. I like it. Okay. All right. Ready? All right, so there's, go. All right. So there's these three things. <laughs> yeah. Love, power, and wisdom. It's total trinity. Just rock those. You're good to go. Oh, good. This has been totally worthwhile. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, just do that. Uh, just do that. Right. Um. Yeah, this is one of those things. Okay, when we're talking about a trinity or a holy trinity, is it, um, or it's what you're really doing is creating a, um, well, you're creating three, or you're identifying um, uh, three components or three aspects that all work together as one. Um, so there are. There are, there's actually an unholy trinity too, which we'll probably, we, we might want to talk about that as well. Mm. Um, and because that's fascinating. And I don't think we've ever touched on that before. 
Um, so we can maybe cover these two trinities. Can I guess what the dark one is? Sure. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Yeah, no, not really. <laughs> I'm not sure where that one goes on the spectrum. Um, that was literally what came into my mind. I'm like, what could be the three things of darkness? So I went back to the 1950s, uh, and yeah. that's where I attained that's my information. Oh, but you're telling yes. me I'm wrong. Well, it's certainly not the one I was considering <laughs> or thinking of, but you know, I'll put that into the whatever, into the hopper and meditate <laughs> on it. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, so... Um, now, uh, gosh, I usually like to, I like to finish on the positive stuff. So I'm thinking, should we, should we start with the unholy? I, I, I want to start with a kind of a, a story though. Okay. And, um, and so it has to do with, uh, I, well, this would have been 2014 and I was in the Seattle Puget Sound area. I had just, I'd spent a year in Hawaii and, uh, you know, wandering the wilderness or walking around the big island and then doing a bunch of um, uh, healing work and stuff uh, there in Oahu, in Waikiki. And then when I came back to the States and now, you know, it's the, you know, how often have we heard in all the teachings, you know, love is all there is and it's et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and all you need is love. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, yeah. this is a, yeah, it's a very predominant theme. Okay. So, um, uh, now it's kind of interesting is that, that there, in, when we try to regard this Trinity, um, because for, for us as a humans are most of us experience love as uh, as a feeling, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it's a heart based feeling. You know it when you're feeling it. You know, uh, can you really describe it? Well, that's why we have what? How poets. many poets in a million songs and books and movies isn't right because it's you know when you feel it but ah Mm. how do you really describe it yeah okay right and uh so i of course you know and i we talked in the you know my own path of this discovery of this of uh, a divine love unconditional love that um feels well, it, it still recognizes as love, but it just oh, it doesn't have all of the, it has just, it's just pure. And so there's no way for it to, there's no conditions, no hooks, no. Mm. And, um, and so this was my, my reference point for, you know, uh, a number of years. And now, um, and so I had actually developed also this, a practice of invocation. And so what would happen is, is that periodically I might experience one of two kind of scenarios. One is I feel like um, 
uh, I'm somehow missing something. I'm feeling somehow incomplete and or like my cup isn't full in a sense, okay? Mm-hmm. And so then I would kind of invoke or call for typically just always resort to more love, please. You know, mm-hmm. fill me up, Lord, you know, just more love, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the other situation um, that would uh, result in me actually invoking something would be uh, when I experience something that's called uh, call a quickening and eventually along the path and and certainly um if anyone uh, all you shamans out there kind of know what i'm talking about is um your energy field begins to open up to these uh higher vibrational planes of existence um this kind of galactic and cosmic levels of energy and 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 this influx a wave can arrive and all of a sudden it's like whoa and you're like okay incoming there's this energy wave coming in and it can be uh difficult for the uh, for the energy system to process there's this excitation that's felt throughout the body it's like your you like your atoms are starting to vibrate with this energy it's like whoa here come here it comes mm-hmm. and um it's kind of a lightning. You feel, you feel like a, you know you're about to just burst. Like a lightning bolt is going to go right through you. It's very this electrical kind of a feeling. So it was actually uh, what happened here in in 2014 was was really kind of a weird combination of these two, whereby I was feeling like something's wasn't quite. I was kind of missing something. And so I began to just call forth more love, more love. And it was resulting in this quickening type of feeling as I'm escalating. And so I just keep calling for more love. And, And all of a sudden, it just keeps heightening up this quickening until I'm like, I'm feeling like really unstable. And, and then just something kind of weird just kind of clicked in my mind. And I almost like said it in, in like a like a question mark. I was like, more power. And all of a sudden, whoosh, I felt this huge rush of power that completely stabilized my whole energy system. And I was all of a sudden it just completely leveled me out and I was fine. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. It's kind of interesting. Cause it was like, it was like the I kept calling for love. It was trying to stuff it into a like a small cup or something and actually the invocation of of power actually increased my field to actually contain what was actually trying to trying to to come in so it it expanded your container yeah it expanded my container all of this influx of love had somewhere to go somewhere to go you were feeling that instability because you couldn't hold hold it right okay okay that makes sense yeah. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. So it's not, you know, it's not, this is the real amazing thing about like, you know, when we, that, <laughs> that ineffable, that unconditional, that pure love, that, that mm, pure, that thing that's really at the center 
of this little trinity of love, wisdom, power is the combination of all this. Hmm. And, and that, that real, true, divine love is powerful. And then real, true, divine power is loving. And that the real truth of, of this is is this this combination or this this divine union or a marriage of love and power reuniting as one energy and so um uh there are now there is one of these Things like when the you know souls come in and they have an orientation and they're going to have an orientation to one of like these three, but in our kind of dualistic duality experiment, it's there's this thing of love and power, and of course we find this um, those that have have the um, that are on what's called the power path, okay, and it's a common um belief okay that love is is just is is you know it's like biologically no different than eating chocolate it's like a it, that it's a fictitious it's a fake thing and that it makes you weak all right that now, it's a fake uh, thing did you say yeah it's not even real it's just uh okay um and this is the my, it's going to be a point of perspectives of those that are bent on power and Taken to an extreme, of course, we have lots of movies. They turn into the villains, mm-hmm. you know, or they typically are the villains, okay? Um, because they they reject the notion of love um, and focus only on power. Um, now, conversely, then you there's also the um, those that are of the orientation of love who may have dedicated their life of service, but, have, but are frequently um, a doormat and or um, um, they have a great deal of fear associated with power and a belief that power corrupts. And so they steer away from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when we look to like... Uh, 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 to uh, the miraculous in terms of masters who've walked the planet, you know, uh, and doing, uh, uh, you know, amazing and miraculous healings and, and you know, calming of the weather. And, um, you know, shamans were known, have been known to do this through um, their various different practices um, that, uh, that there is a there there these things can come together, and so that um, to be loving is not just to be, you know, passive. soft, pass exactly, mm-hmm. and passive, and um, and you don't find that with the 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 real the the real masters is that they're not they're not. They're not pushovers, mm-hmm. and but they have they have a way about them that is that is gentle, 
and and um, and compassionate, but it walks with great strength. And so that's what we can find in in the the kind of the coming together. And it's like this wisdom is what enables us to kind of to mm, I should say find the balance of the merger of these two dynamics, but it's also like the product. And it's sort of like this is what makes this a like a holy trinity that as you actually as you even if you develop or tune into any two of the three, it will naturally lead you to the inclusion of the third and the expansion of all of it. That's fascinating. So as you envelop, for instance, more love and more wisdom, naturally your power quotient increases as well. Yes, yes. So because it would be um, um, uh, wisdom will show you that, show you that truth. And when you're acting with wisdom and that's a part of your being, there is no need to fear power. Right. Yeah. Any more than there is to fear love. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the, the ones that, 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 that are of the power inclination, they're, they, they, you know, they, they point to love as being some kind of a fictitious force or something like that. But really, that's, they're afraid. They're afraid of losing their power. They're afraid that that, that love will make them weak. Mm. And they will lose power. But that's, that's the lie. That's the falsehood. And wisdom overcomes that. Hmm. It's interesting because I was just reading something last night that was extraterrestrial. So, you know, it, it was, a, you know, apparently a channeled extraterrestrial book. So take that with what that means to you as a listener Um, But it was talking about how um, we give our power, we we can direct our love, we can misdirect our love toward something that feeds off of it, because as we direct our love toward it, it latches on to it and receives its power through through our love. I don't know if that, because that was very eye-opening for me because I kind of came from the orientation that if you direct love to anything, it will overpower whatever. But this was suggesting that there are some forces that just by the nature of how they are, who they are. um, Mm -hmm. And just to be very clear... For what it's worth, they were talking about reptilian power. So again, you know, it's kind of like that might take people beyond the edge of, you know, what they're what they are comfortable with and resonate with. But just in full disclosure, that's what they were talking about. So they're not talking even about human to human, but mm-hmm. um, but I thought that was a universal thing 
that like any that love would dissolve anything and it did seem at least from this source that that it was that um you can direct you can misdirect your love and have that misunderstanding and that can cause that power to latch on to you and um disempower you so does that yeah. bring anything up for you because i wanted to okay, talk about so. that with you anyway so why don't we just do it now <laughs> Okay, so we, there's a, okay, there's a, um, part of this is like semantics. Okay. Okay. All right. And, and this might even be slightly contrary to kind of how I was framing this up before. Okay. And ultimately, I think, but what I want to express is this notion of sending love, mm-hmm. okay? And, and people tend to say this quite often, hey, we'll send you lots of love, all right? There's, it, when you're actually, you're saying you're sending, sending someone lots of love, you're sending them love, you're really giving them energy. Um. Uh, that's a little different than just loving. So what happens is if you're like, if you're sending it out there, you're actually sending power. Okay. Love is the state of being. And so really it's more like, it's kind of like love is a container and then power fills it up. This is why it's a little bit contrary to what I said before, but it's almost a yin yang kind of a thing. Um, but we're trying to get this notion of this, of how these two work together in terms of like vessel and then what fills it. Mm-hmm. And, so more from okay. like an individual perspective rather than relational. Right. And so, um, so now if I just love and I hold that love in my heart, and what I'm doing is I'm energizing the thread of the of the grid of the container, okay? Um, uh, that is, um, as what I'm doing is like I'm like holding um, this love vibration within me for on behalf of another not sending them anything. Mm-hmm. I'm just focusing on the love that I have for them. And then through this awesome way that the universe works through quantum entanglement and automatically lifts the other person. But it's not a, it's not this I'm sending or giving away. Okay. Okay, and so, um, but ultimately, this is where wisdom comes into play, that we is to be very careful and mindful of all of our interactions. And it's really, it's a real kind of boiled down to a simple kind of equation is when, if I have an interaction with somebody do I come away from that interaction feeling better or worse than I did before it? 
And this is your little kind of your little gauge, like your fuel tank gauge or whatever. And as soon as you just kind of you start paying attention to it, and this is not to say that you want to red flag everybody who goes, oh, I feel, you know, is just notice and go, oh, is there a trend here? Does this interaction, you know, leave me feeling depleted? And this seems to, and this is a pattern. Then that becomes an indication that there's, it's not a healthy relationship. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and then it goes the other way around too, you know, and um, yeah, I mean, there's some ways you like, and uh, this is a beautiful, uh, you know, soulful relationships that we all, that we, that we love so much because they're easy. And, and it's like, oh, wow, you talk to somebody and you feel better interact with them and they leave you feeling better than you did, you know, a few minutes before. And, and then it, it's, this is all important is, is that they feel that way too. Yeah. Okay. Cause if it, if it's not, then, Hey, guess what? You're the vampire. Exactly. (laughs) Well, Uh and and this goes, I mean, you can explain, ban that out to just talk about life in general, you know, and it's, it's kind of like, it is this brick by brick, right. step by step that you are creating your reality it moment to moment in this mindfulness of how does this make me feel? And we get so entrenched and wound in these patterns of like, this is what my life is like. I do this at nine o'clock in the morning and then I, I have this snack at 1030 and I watch this at this time and I talk to this person and we just can kind of get enmeshed in these habits that actually aren't serving us, but it's just always what we've done. So when we be, apply more mindfulness and and I'm not like a mindfulness, quote unquote, you know, teacher or practitioner, but just so I mean that more from a, a broad perspective of just how does this, you're talking about interactions, but how does this choice make me feel? It may be a choice I have done thousands of times Maybe I have had the same breakfast thousands of days in a row now because it served me the first time I had it. And now is there a better choice for me? Um, We just, Mm -hmm. when we continuously apply that discernment within our life to see our all, because that's what our life is. It's a series of steps and choices. And so when we do, is this nourishing me? Is this making me feel better? Or am I feeling depleted? Is this not propelling me forward? Um, there is such wisdom in in that. Indeed, indeed. And um, it does, it requires just, you know, paying attention to how we feel. And, mm-hmm. you know, and um, we could say, you know, paying attention to how we feel in, in all circumstances. Um, but that might be a uh, that might be an overwhelming endeavor. Um, uh, so, 
so it all but it can just begin with as you said um with you know pay just pay attention to how your breakfast makes you feel mm-hmm. you know or just pick one relationship and just pay attention to it and and then and then it begins there and then after a while um you know kind of as you work this muscle of mindfulness then it becomes easier to to pattern track uh, pretty much everything mm-hmm. and so then it gets easier and easier over time and now um you have something to say well, there? Well, it also made me think from a relationship perspective. There, there's a tricky thing, too, that, that can come up in, in real-world use of, like, is this relationship depleting me or is it in my highest good? Um, what can also happen, I'm curious about your take on this, is that you have a relationship, you know, a friendship, let's say, that um, served you and mm-hmm. then... You know, a lot of people who are on paths, who are listening, you know, because they're on a path, um, Mm -hmm. find that their relationships, their friendships, whatever, uh, get to a point where some of them fall away because they don't serve them anymore. They're, you know, if you want to talk about frequency, uh, vibration, resonance, they're just, they're not in resonance anymore with that person's frequency, if we want to speak in that language. Um, but I, I, I'm just, a friend of mine is coming to mind because she has like gone back and forth of this entanglement, disentanglement with a group of friends where she realized, like she sees that that friendship, those friendships from a different perspective where she's like, actually, it's not serving me. Um, they're actually mean. They're mean to, you know, and they're mean to people when they're not present, um, and, you know, she, she has, they've been mean to her and so forth, but then she will get around them and she'll be like, well, it's easier for me to not cause a big, see, you know, if they invite me somewhere, it's easier for me to go. Otherwise, you know, it's, it's awkward when I see them out, if I'm going to, you know, so it's that, I don't know if you have anything about that, where we might think like, I kind of know that this isn't in my best interest, but it sort of feels like I'm inviting more negativity into my life. If I step away from this. Uh Aha. Okay. So this is a segue. (laughs) The unholy trinity. Oh, good. Well done. Oh, good. All right. All right. So now what we're talking about is, and it has to do with the really drama. And um, when I, we're, we're talking about drama, I'm not talking about situation and, and, and events that happen, you know, in, in life of a, a meteor crashes next door or, or whatever. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not about that. The drama is the constructs that we build around these things. And it's, we certainly build them around, uh, the, the the people in our lives, and so and, and we build them uh, collectively as uh, you know as as families, as communities, you know, as uh, nations and peoples and and races and religions and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. All right. Now here's the stick. Okay, we have what's called the unholy trinity, and it is 
the perpetrator, the victim, and the savior. This is the formula for drama to occur. These three things. This is this is this is the basic mechanics of the ego. And the ego loves the drama. Now, here's the funny thing. It's like a three-headed stick or a whatever. Okay? So you cannot, if you pick up any one of those, it's only a matter of time before the others come back around to you also. Hmm. Okay. And so, you know, when we, and there's, you know, many spiritual teachings and they, they talk about this kind of notion of like, you know, don't hold anyone in judgment because we've been that also. And that's part of self mastery and owning who you are. You go, look, okay. So, I haven't always been the savior in equation. In fact, what happens, you see, is you get this victim, perpetrator, savior thing. And so you see there's the victim, there's the perpetrator. You jump in to save the day, but you're picking up that stick. Okay, so then I'm a savior in this particular drama cycle, but that drama cycle just turns around like the wheels turn on, a, you know, like a clock. And so that gear is going to come back around. And next thing you know, I'm going to find myself as a victim. And then I'm going to find myself being a perpetrator, even if I didn't even mean to. And these are the dramas that will continue to cycle and continue to cycle. Mm -hmm. And so there is, there's things like, uh, you know, of, of trying to release yourself from victim mentality. So when, adverse things come or in, in, in affect your life is to not take on that victimness, okay? Because this will help to actually loosen the grip of the power of this drama cycle. Okay. And because it, uh, you know, as, as if you identify with being any one of those, you're going to end up being the others also. Now, it's like, oh, I don't mind being the savior, coming in and say, you know, here I come to save the day. Who was that? Was that uh, Mighty Mouse or something? Maybe. Um, and, uh, but the problem with that, and we actually see this played out even a lot of the superhero things, is that, you know, that it starts out as the, you know, the one saving the day, and then public court, public opinion turns against them, and the next thing you know, they're, you know, they're painted or portrayed as the villain. Um, and um, so this is, it's just this natural drama cycle that keeps going. And the only way to really, to free oneself from that is to recognize it and then no longer identify with any one of those three aspects of the, of the ego. So if you don't identify with it, you can still be there to help. You see? But if somebody starts to 
you know, if they're like in worship and praise for you and then you identify yourself as being in that role of like, oh, I just saved the day. I'm a cool hero. Guess what's coming next? Perpetrator. Yeah. Or you're going to get victimized of your own. Mm -hmm. So it's, yeah, that's just the way, that's the way it is. And so that's the, that's the, that's the trap, the trap of the ego that perpetuates uh, drama and ultimately lots of suffering. Hmm. Okay. So if we apply this, if we Mm -hmm. go back to the friend that I was describing Mm -hmm. um, during my unintended segue. Yeah. So if you do find yourself where you, you know that a relationship, a friendship or whatever is no longer aligned for you, but you are having trouble separating yourself or it doesn't seem as clear. You know, it's like, I know this is bad sometimes, but then sometimes it's easier. You know, I don't know. Do you have any? Yeah, there's basically there's some variant of that role that's attractive uh, to your friend okay, to just play that particular role but doesn't like it when the other two sticks come along or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or, you, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, and, and including she's like, uh, it might be okay if she's kind of in, a, in you know, as a, a, has a victim or something or friend groups can kind of be the savior role and they can come in and support her, for in, instance, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, but then she doesn't like to be put in the position where they're acting as the perpetrators. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she sees somebody, the innocent victim being like, you know, completely gossiped at behind her back or something like that. But then she doesn't like playing that savior, playing that savior role. And that's an uncomfortable or, or then it's the, then it's the, the, the consideration that, oh, when she's out of the equation, it, how often is she being pre- painted as the perpetrator mm-hmm. and and so it's just all like an unhealthy circle of so-called friends that just keep trading these roles back and forth with each other yeah and and so after you know the the way to just disengage you just disengage with the whole thing and um and incidentally you know stranger things have happened so you, you know you can disengage with that you disengage with the whole circle. You focus in on how you want to feel. And you cultivate that within you. And, and then uh, the universe has a way of bringing, um, you know, new friends. That support And soulmates that. and stuff that support that frequency. And sometimes actually you'll find, um, you know, after... Um, um, the one of these separations, one or two, or maybe uh, of the old group of friends will reemerge because they actually make the same kind of transition. And then you're able to actually reconnect. And there's actually a fallout amongst that group where the, you know, the perpetrators, I'm, jo- I'm joking, I'm joking. I went, didn't want to label anybody, but those who want are attached to that drama circle or a cycle continue to actually gravitate together and those that aren't um, move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that makes so much sense. And um, 
I think a lot of people can relate to that as well. Yeah. Um, incidentally, so this particular like unholy trinity model, I bet if you Googled it, it would come up before. I did I did not originate that mm-hmm. that notion. I I I picked that up in uh, I think I read that some material might have been in the hmm. Not sure where I got that at, but that was. Is it part of the four agreements? No, I don't think so. Um, I was thinking it could have been in the law one material, but um, but I don't think so. Okay. Uh, in any of in any event, um, uh, so that one's kind of is is out there, and I, I think it actually is has some some study within the. Uh, psychology community, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So, um, That's fascinating. Thank you. Yeah. Just relaying. Yeah. Uh, but I found it very, very useful. And I, I put it to the test, if you will, multiple times. And, um, you know, circa about 10 years ago, and, and, and we're speaking of this like kind of hyper diligence and, and mindfulness where you're paying attention to things. And one of them was like, was like parental approval. Okay. Mm. Now parental approval is a really powerful thing. And people will go to great lengths. Okay. Cause this is, this is a big thing that um, into coming into true adulthood of being, who one is and not who uh, your parents wish for you to be or something like that mm-hmm. is I noticed that it's man, if I latched onto and I let parental approval feed my soul, it was only a matter of time before I got the other end of that stick. And all of a sudden there would be a disapproval. And then there's like a whack and you're like, uh, you're like, okay. I'm like, I don't like playing this game. Um, so, uh, uh, so what I desire, I'm like, no, what I want is a, um, I want an unconditional loving relationship with my parents that is not based on approval and disapproval. Yeah. Because that is a form of conditionality. And um, ultimately, is 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 part of that um, that unholy trinity uh, drama trap. Mm. That's a whole other kettle of fish. I mean, I know it's related, but we could have a, a long podcast, I think, on parental approval and, and conditioning. I mean, those things are yeah. so tightly wound. And there's such a part of of what makes a personality and and such a part of what we ultimately really have to overcome in order to really experience freedom and growth. I think that is an important part. Um, it's so it's so that's a very subtle, very, very powerful um, part mm-hmm. of of who we are until, until we aren't, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, that those formative years and the imprint that the, that the parents make on a child, then that gets carried forward in, in, into all uh, the relationships. And so Mm -hmm. 
So, you know, we can, you know, you can look at how approval and disapproval, you know, works within, um, you know, within romantic relationships, within, even within friendships, for, mm-hmm. for sure, you know, mm-hmm. and, and peer groups and, um, yeah, it's, oh my goodness. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And it, where does that all begin? And, uh, and so really kind of getting to the core of that, dealing with it and then, um, uh, just releasing. And that this is just the, the if anything, I just reiterate is, is that when you're dealing with these, uh, dynamics that have a, a polarity or in this case also a trinity associated with them is the uh, is the importance of letting you gotta let go of the whole stick mm. you know and to, to it's a false expectation to say oh i want to have this relationship where um uh all there is is approval of me yeah that's a it, it's not that's never gonna happen no not in a no. dual no world no no it won't mm-hmm. and um uh, however what there can be is a relationship where love never fails beautiful wonderful well, that seems like a nice bow to put on that conversation. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So, so thank you so much, Michael. There's a lot of really good things to chew on there. Oh, yeah. This has been fun. Um, I forgot how fun this is. Yes. <laughs> Oh, it's great to be back with you doing this podcast again, and, and it's great to be uh, uh, connected with uh, all all you listeners out there as well. So, um, uh, many blessings to you um, with love, power, and wisdom. Wonderful. Thank you very much, Michael. Blessings to you, and um, I'll just reiterate we spoke about you you mentioned the retreat coming up so that will be september 17th to 19th and if anybody is interested in looking into that more you can go to etheric support.com and i think it's slash retreats retreats and uh, otherwise you can get to it through the menu but um We'd love to have you join us there. And thank you for listening. And I look forward to the next meditation conversation. Mm